everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And this is episode 90 overall, or season 2, episode 40. My God, after tonight, there's only 10 episodes left in our freaking season? Yeah. It went by quick, didn't it? Geez. We were worried about the offseason. We do 50 episodes a year, which doesn't feel like a lot and feels like a lot at the same time. I, I can't believe we're already we're approaching our 100th episode. What are we going to do? Crazy. We, our last, our last show of the season, we need to pack the booth. Everybody. All right. I want them all. How many How many people, <laughs> realistically speaking, before Craig and his, his computer start to cry, how many people, realistically, could we pack in here without killing the sound quality? Uh, four. All right. So we've got to invite Cinch because he's been on pretty regularly. Um, we know what we might do. Well, we might... three of them would have to sit around one mic. We could also rotate. We might do an episode where we rotate. Because we got to get the source in, we got to get Cinch in, we got to get Sean back, we got to get Keith back. There's still people who haven't appeared at all yet. There's a lot of people to appear. Um, so we're gonna get to the beer in a second. So episode 90. Yeah. I don't think there's a single Hall of Famer with 90. I can't uh, think of one. Let's go to the list. There is 88s, there are 89s, and there are 91s. There's no, no 90s. 90s. So, so kids, that's a challenge. Kids, if you're on the defensive side of the ball and you're eligible for number 90 getting into college, get number 90, wear it into the NFL. You might be the first Hall know. of Famer to wear number 90. Now, that episode 40, which is so season two, episode 40, that's a little bit easier because 40 is a number in the secondary and some running backs. Who do you have on the list? Uh, Gail Sayers. Oh, there's the big one. There's the big one. Such an underrated uh, running back, too. If he Leroy if, Hirsch. Uh, that's way before. Oh, time. that's Crazy Legs Hirsch. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, Clark Hinkle, again before our time. Oh. Mike Haynes. Oh, plays wasn't, the, wasn't he played part, for the Patriots? Wasn't he part of the Thunderbirds in wrestling? Uh, that was Michael Hayes. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Everyone else, it was way before us. Okay. So Gail Gail Sayers also before our time, but yeah, legendary. but at least a little closer. And and where Sean loved Gail Sayers as a Bears fan, he loved Gail Sayers. So, all right, so um, on to the beer. Right. So, I Craig has been doing the beer runs the last couple of weeks. So, this weekend, I went to Townline in Stratford and in search of something new and different. Okay. Do you remember our very first trip to the Hops Company about two, maybe three years ago? And by remember, I mean you actually went. You may not have memory of us going there. <laughs> yeah. But I vaguely remember. They had a double IPA on tap. From Kent Falls, oh. which I had not tried anything from Kent Falls before, and I ordered it simply based on the name, Doubly Awkward Hug. <laughs> and I all I could think of, and this is, of course, politically, Joe Biden is in the news right now for awkward hugging everybody and being told, stop touching me, you're a creepy grandpa. But that's, we're gonna, <laughs> that's not where we're going with this. I loved it. Craig liked that beer. Yeah. I loved it. Um, and I never saw it again. So... Uh, and I ordered it because that's where I'm going with the story. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. In the last movie, when they think Harry Potter is dead and Voldemort thinks he's won, he invites folks to come over to his side and, and Draco Malfoy crosses the line. In the movie, Ray Fiennes as Lord Voldemort gives the most awkward looking hug you have ever seen another human being. He puts like one hand forward on his shoulder, like stay away from me, like keep at arm's length. And then wraps his other arm around his neck, and you just see the muscles tighten ever so gently. Like, here's a squeeze for you. It is the most awkward looking. That sounds looking, awkward. It, it, if you haven't seen it, you have to see it. It is the most awkward looking hug. And if you've seen the Harry Potter movies, you know what I'm talking about because it stands on the screen. You're like, my God, that guy seriously doesn't know how to hug somebody. Is that true, Deb? 
Yeah, so Dad would know this. Dad would know. So, so the name Awkward Hug made me order this beer, which I really liked. I have not found it since. Come to find out that it is a rotational brew at Kent Falls. They don't brew it all the time, but it's on a schedule. So we had doubly awkward hug. Tonight I bring to you, as I reach for the bag, is it doubly awkward hug? No. No. It is its forerunner original awkward hug from Kent Falls Brewing. A 7%, a 7% IPA. So this is the precursor and lighter version of the beer that oh. makes us that that made us really like the hops company because they had seventy five thousand beers like this. So I have two of them, one two for each of us. Thank um, you. So give that guy an open. The artwork on it, Bush. the artwork on it is a is around the farm. It's a bunch of people who are all sharing awkward hugs. Oh yeah, huh? But they're like I, on a roof. <laughs> there's people on a roof, but if, if you look at all the artwork, no one looks good. There's there's a guy trying to hug a yeti. There's two birds. I didn't notice the birds. Oh, yeah, yet. there they are. Uh, yep. There they are over the apple tree. So um, it, it is a hysterical-looking can. So I bought the four-pack, and I loved it. I brought it home, and I loved it. I've had double, but I haven't had regular. Craig is sipping. I'll put mine. Huh. Aha, uh-huh, really? I expected an ooh. Well, no, I can't place the flavor. You know what it is? It's an IPA, it, but it's a very smooth IPA. It is. It's crisp. It's not overly hoppy on the back end. What the hell's in this? Does it, does we'll it say? We'll never know. No. doesn't say it's an Imperial Ale, 6.5%. I mean, I guess the default is grapefruit, but there's something um, else in there. It's not a New England style. Yeah, I know. But I get it like a little like... You get citrus. Bite at the end of it, yeah. You get a little citrus at the end of it. So this, I was very excited to find this. So I bought a four-pack, and I said, I'm going to save a couple of these for the podcast, and that didn't happen. They all disappeared. <laughs> So I drove back to town line after work today and there were none on the shelf. And I said to the guy, I'm in a beer podcast. I need, I need awkward hugs. And you never want to say that to any human being, let alone a beer guy. I said, I need awkward hug. And he was like, Oh yeah, I've got it in the back. He goes, the shelf's empty. I'm like, yeah, comes out with two cases of it. Nice. And I'm like, Oh, you saved. this is great for our beer podcast. I'm looking forward to this. He goes, do you want to take two, four packs with you? And I went, Okay. I no, I stuck with the one. To be fair, because it's a one four pack per person item, I don't want to screw other people over. So, and I, I just, um, I want to commend them on using um, paper for their yes beer. um, What's I don't even know the word. The 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 can holders. Yeah, they're like their their pack holders are 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 corrugated cardboard, which recycles easier and is better with the environment, and shockingly holds up really well. Paper is very strong. I like. You if have it's no, made right. You have no trouble ripping it off of the four-pack, but I also never feel like I'm going to lose a beer when I'm carrying that four-pack by the, the ring holder. So, um, All right, so enough about that. I, so, what, so what's your impression of this? This I is know good. You, I know you're trying to figure out the flavor profile, no, but, but do you it's like it? Go- I, it's good. It's very, like I said, it's very smooth. It's really easy to drink. It's lighter than the one we had at Hops. Yeah. The, lighter than the Double Awkward. Double Awkward's 8.2%. This is a 6.5. Really? Yes. Oh. So this is significantly lighter, but not like not like um, session light. It's just light. It's a normal IPA. I love it because it's got really good hops flavor. It's not overpowering hops. It's it's just really solid. So I'm very excited, um, as you can tell. All right, on the burning hot take questions, Craig, right. what do you got for me this week? Uh, so this week I have a question about a certain quarterback. All right, which one? Uh, the quarterback in Seattle. Uh, Russell Wilson. Yes. 
he has given them a deadline to renegotiate his contract, which Bye. ends this season. Bye. Uh, the deadline is April 15th. Bye. Uh, he's in the final year of his four-year deal, which he was getting $87 million. God forbid. He's only making $22 million. So my question is, do they make him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, or does he, as I think, wind up on the Raiders before they go to Vegas? I'm hearing rumors, and we need the source in here. Just for those of us who listen to us, the source is not only our source for beer and for football info, he is our uh, college guru. Um, He's our Mel Kuyper, and we're trying to get him in, but his schedule is very, very difficult to finagle. He has got a lot of responsibilities outside of football show so, off yeah um but we're trying to get him in here because i am hearing rumors and i'd love to hear what he thinks about this that the raiders are putting together a package with all the extra picks to move up to get kyler murray that's the word on the street is that they are trying to move up to secure kyler murray and if that's a the case then russell wilson isn't going to vegas true all right if that happens i don't think he's going to vegas um, and here's the, here's the reality. If you take Russell Wilson out of Seattle, what does Seattle have? Uh, Sean Alexander. He's gone. Oh, touchdown. Um. touchdown. <laughs> if you don't know that story back in the days of early fantasy football, when you, some, sometimes you couldn't get games on the yeah, TV. You had to watch, you had to watch the digital version on the computer. Right. Oh, you didn't even have to watch the digital version. You would just follow the game. Cast. Right. Right. My game cast stutter stopped on one of the Sunday night games. That was epic for him. So when it caught up, he scored something like three touchdowns in a minute worth of clock time, and my computer stuttered. So all I heard was, and I was playing against Sean Alexander, I heard, touchdown, touchdown, kick off, <laughs> touchdown. I'm like, what What the hell just happened? It, 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 uh, that was that was nightmares. I was up yeah. like 30 points in that game. And, and he then you re- lost. He scored like 40. So, yeah, I mean, having three rushing touchdowns in a minute and a half. That's when Sean Alexander became football Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, his owner never let us hear the end of that. (laughs) Never let us hear the end of that. So, no, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think they're going to work to keep him, and I don't think they're going to meet his deadline. I think they're going to sit there and go, really? You think you have somewhere else you can go? Where are you going? Everyone's drafting young. No one's – what, are you going to the Giants? You can go replace Eli? Good luck. Their offensive line's made of paper. Where are you going? He's not leaving Seattle. He's not. I don't don't see it, and I think his – I think his – his uh, deadline is a paper threat that he can't reinforce. What about you? Um, I don't know. I still think he's going to wind up on the Raiders because I don't think the Raiders are still rebuilding and they got so much uh, flack for letting Malik go that mm-hmm. they're, I see them using like every draft pick they have for when they get to Vegas. I think Maybe. they're trying to, I think they're trying to be the new version of the, the Dallas Cowboys <clears throat> in the nineties. Right. Oh, wait, they brought in everybody. They brought in every free agent that San Francisco didn't sign. Well, there's that, too. <laughs> those were really good teams. You think go back to the early 90s, the Cowboy and Niner teams. Those were really good. All right, question for you. So the NFL's little cousin, the AAF, has ceased football operations. Sad. Now, we could talk forever about how this didn't work out. Their business plan clearly was not a good one because every businessman I've ever talked to, decent businessmen, talks about when you take on a full-scale project like this, you expect to go 24 months without making money. You budget for a loss for several months, sometimes even yeah, beyond two like years. That's like even restaurants have, I think, a three-year Yes, you plan period. to lose money for X amount of months before you catch on. Every business goes through this. The AAF didn't last a season, so clearly they didn't do this. That's not my question, though. No. <laughs> okay. That's the setup. All right. From what I'm hearing, 
And uh, what I heard this morning on uh, Fantasy Football in the Morning, the AAF will not resume their season. Whatever is going to happen, if they fold, if they don't fold, they're not going to be able to do anything until next year. They've pretty much told everybody to go home. You're pretty much considered to be laid off. I mean, I've even heard reports that players were told they couldn't afford to buy their flights home. They had to buy their own flights home. Wow. Yeah. Steve Spurrier has responded to this because he's a coach in the league. Right. And his team is is one, like, I think they're seven and two. They've won almost all of their games. Steve Spurrier responded to this, not with remorse or anger or being upset, but with crowning his team the champions of the AAF because they have the best record. All right. Appropriate response to being told your company just folded is, hey, that makes us the champions of the AAF. I mean, I guess that's the bright way of looking at it, because let's face it, they're probably not going to come back next year. That makes me sad because that leaves us only with the XFL, and I no, won't there's deal. another one. There's, there's like five league. little ones, but I won't deal with the XFL. I won't. But what if he changes that business plan? Then you then you'll watch it. I'd consider it. All right. I would consider it. Did you watch last week tonight? Last week on yeah. Sunday, Sunday night. Yes. You saw the the WWE. Yes. Okay. I, that's kind of how I feel about Vince. Granted, that was if you saw it. <laughs> If you didn't see it, John Oliver did a whole thing basically entitled Why Vince McMahon of the WWE and XFL is the Worst Human Being on Earth. A lot of it was slanted. Um, A lot of it was one-sided. For example, they showed Bret Hart, who hated Vince McMahon for years after the way he was treated. They showed comments from 1998, right after his brother had died, while he was still angry at the organization for the way they treated him. The dude's been in the ring like in the last three years. You know, hugging and kissing and making up with you. They don't show that part. All they show is the venom. Right, yeah. So it is very one-sided. But if, so I think if, the I think the them, like, you know, not having insurance and... That's terrible. After the fact. Terrible. That's bad. Terrible. The only benefit they have after their wrestling days is over is the substance abuse policy. That's it. That's it. And I know, because we were based in Connecticut and WWE is based in Stanford, we know people... Um, we know people who have worked there. I have family members who worked for the WWE. They speak glowingly of their interactions with the McMahon family, that they were always treated well. They were regular full-time employees. Yeah, but they're but employees in the office. They're office employees. <clears throat> they're, they not race, not they're not thoroughbreds. <laughs> right, exactly. They are not performers. So so if the AAF is dead, that leaves us just with the XFL, then <clears throat> this literally is going to become a off-season show because there is no way I'm going to cover the XFL. None. So I hope it's back. Right. And you know what? I, I don't think it's appropriate for Steve Spurrier to claim a trophy that doesn't exist. That's a valid point. The problem is I don't know that Steve Spurrier has any other trophies to claim. That's also valid. Never won a national championship. Didn't? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. We can well, look wait, it up. Maybe, maybe. He was a Florida. Maybe Florida they did. Well, that's the internet. That's the internet. But I, I don't think you can claim that. I, I just don't. And he's in his 70s now, so I understand the, the desire to, to, to want to have something to hang your hat on. But I think that's uh, a little bit of a stretch. So, <clears throat> um, What does the internet tell us? He's uh, trying to find it. Uh, one national championship. Okay, so I stand corrected. In 1996. Well, that was 20 years ago. With So that was with Florida. He certainly didn't have one when he was at South Carolina. And he didn't uh, win anything in Washington. No. Uh, no. So, all right. Well, you got a third question for me? What do you got? Um, well, I mean, that's not really a question. I was going to ask you. What, well, I guess it's really our next topic. You want to just <clears throat> branch right into it? Go well. for it. Uh, the new NFL rules. 
You know, I'll be honest. I'm going to be upfront. This really is a burning hot take question because I have put off reviewing the rules because every year they're, they, they come up with something like water bottles are going to be illegal. They're voting today to make water bottles illegal. Sudden <laughs> change. Water bottles are legal. Water bottles are now legal only in the second half. The rule changes are never final in my head until the start of the season because there's so many committees and so many votes. So I've been kind of slacking on that. So okay. why don't you tell me what I've missed? Uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me. First off, they made the rule, the kickoff rule change uh, permanent because last season was a test. What, just moving it back? Uh, moving it back, you can't, um, people on the kickoff have to stay still until the ball's kicked. They don't yeah. get a running start anymore. I'm fine with that. Uh, apparently, it's reduced uh, concussions by 38%. <clears throat> it's no more reported um, concussions. Right. That's uh, a key. No more wedge blocks oh. either. Oh, then how do you, what's the point of a kickoff return? I, I don't know. Uh, next is it redefines blindside blocks, and now blindside that. blocks are illegal. I, I like that. That's again another good health move. Mm-hmm. So you're okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, I, not really much to say about next, that. It's a good idea. This is a test. Going to be a test year for one year only. Yeah. Uh, expands the reviewable plays and instant replay to include pass interference, called or not called on the field. So it would be a also expands automatic replay reviews to include scoring plays and turnovers negated by a foul in any. And any try attempt on a two-point conversion. So I throw a pass that results in a touchdown, and there's an offsides flag, or a, let's say, a full, well, that would be, wouldn't be something that would stop a play. See, I don't know how, where that would apply, because offensive penalties stop a play immediately. Right, defensive play, don't. Except for offensive pass interference. I mean, okay, so I'm running down the field, and I get into the end zone, and I push off the defender and catch the touchdown. They throw a flag for offensive pass interference. That would be a situation where they could apply that in an offensive setting. Uh, and the same thing, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, reviews to be initiated by coaches' challenges in less than the last two minutes of the game or half. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I know a lot of people are concerned about flow of the game. I don't think it's going to affect the flow of the game that much. It's about getting it right. And we saw what happens <laughs> when you get Saints. it wrong in the Saints. Because, yeah, that was just a horribly missed call. It was a bad call. It was a bad call. And you know what? If the officials don't like it, the officials need to start doing their jobs better. I really thought they were going to be better because they were full-time. And, and were they ever? I heard some rumors that, that, that the full-time thing didn't hit until 2020. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought that started in 2018. I thought mm. it started this year. Did it? I think it did. That's what I thought, too. But then I heard somebody saying, well, once the full-time thing kicks in in 2020, I'm like, I got to no. research that. No. I think it was this year. So, all right. Uh, but then how do you feel if they were to add, like, a Sky Judge like the AF had? See, when I hear Sky Judge, I hear I think Skynet. True. And I think that Terminators are going to <laughs> descend from the sky and shoot offenders. Um, when So the Sky Judge would so, just be additional camera angles? So or would it'd be... Be, it would be a camera floating above the field. But don't and, we have that and now? You, well, we do, but only for TV. So oh, they don't use it in a replay. Uh well, the Sky Judge, there's a referee dedicated to watching that camera and watching the entire field. I only like that in the last two minutes. That's it. Because it, outside of the last two minutes, it's the coach's responsibility to decide what's challengeable and not. I like having that view available for uh, replay officials to look at. But I don't want somebody who's an eye in the sky who can buzz down in the middle of a game in the second quarter with eight minutes to play that says, I just saw something. It should still be based on a coach's challenge or in the last two minutes. I'm fine with it. camera angles are fine, but don't don't change. 
the the replay official upstairs cannot interrupt a game unless a challenge is issued or it's in the last two minutes. The sky judge would have to do the same thing for me. All right. And let's face it, a lot of officials retire in their 50s and 60s because they're tired of running up and down the field. It's not because they can't do the job or can't view the the plays anymore. They don't want to run all over (laughs) the goddamn place anymore. They can still sit in a booth. Because I was like, we're going to have to hire like 16 new officials. Go to everybody who's retired in the last three years who's under the age of 100 (laughs) and put them into a booth. How hard is this? You make millions of dollars a year as an organization. You're telling me you can't hire 16 more employees? Seriously? Well, it's a lot of health insurance to cover. Well, they are older too. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's an you know, but it just it blows my mind. It just blows my mind. Yeah. I I am okay with all of those changes. Okay. I'm really okay with all those changes. Is that really all there was to the changes? Those are the year? major ones. There might have been some smaller ones that I don't have in front of me right now. Okay. All right. So let's let's move on to the the, the thing I brought tonight. Okay. The over-unders for the 2019 team wins are out. Our thanks to, and I got to read this, points bet for publishing these numbers. Okay. So we got about half an hour. Let's see. (laughs) Without a ton of over discussion. Okay. Let's go down the list. Alphabetical by city, because that's how it's on the page. Okay. You tell me, are you betting over? (laughs) Are you betting under? Are you not betting but think one or the other? Because there's sometimes right. you're like, you know, I could see it going over, but I wouldn't bet it. That's fair to say. So let's start with the Arizona Cardinals, who alphabetically are the first team in the NFL because of the AR in Arizona. The Arizona Cardinals over under wins number this year, 2019, is five. Uh, under. You don't think they're going to win five games? No. Really? Maybe next, maybe 2020 season, but not next year. I, I'm. Would you bet it? Would you bet under, or you just think under? I would bet under. You would bet under. Okay, so if you had to put a win total on them without seeing their schedule or anything, what would you give them? Three. Jeez, Louis. Oh my God, I gotta take a drink of the beer. Craig's drinking beer, so I can't because then we have dead air. Okay, there you go. Get, really? Three. I think they're in such a mess. They may have the second pick next year or first pick, <laughs> and they have the first pick this year, depending how Miami does. <laughs> I would take the over, but I won't bet it. Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Eight, eight and a half. The Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons. Eight um, and a half. Over under. Yeah, over. I'm taking the under, and I would bet it. All right. Atlanta cannot. Now, granted, I'm hearing all sorts of good things out of their offseason program, and everybody in the offensive side of the ball, which is the real problem there, is feeling good. Um, I'm hearing they're feeling good about Tevin Coleman leaving, which is shocking that's to me. That's weird. They think Devontae Freeman is – they're bullish on Devontae Freeman. So I, I, but I still, this team can't ever seem to get it right. No, especially after the Super Bowl. I'm saying six and 10. I'll bet that. All right. Baltimore Ravens, eight and a half. Uh, Under. I'll take the over and I'll bet it. 10 win team this year. I really think they're going to, they're going to respond well. Oh God, here come the hiccups. (laughs) Yeah, but their quarterback can't aim. He has, but he can run. He could run, but he can't, he can't accurately throw yet. yet right yet yet but he's realistically he's gonna drop back 25 times a game and throw it 19 i mean half the times he run he drops back he's gonna scramble true i i just i think i think they're gonna improve i really do i think baltimore is a 10-win team and all right you're gonna hate this who else is in that division who since he is not a threat craig i'm sorry pittsburgh no. is no longer a threat sorry no it's gonna be a bad it's, cleveland it, i still don't have faith in cleveland you don't i don't 
So, all right. So just Wait. that's that's six games right there. Two against Pittsburgh, two against uh, Cleveland, and two against Cincinnati. Of those six games, how many can Baltimore win? I think four or five. I'll give them three. I think they split them. I'll three and three? three? They're going to yeah. lose at – but you're splitting with everybody? Yeah. Nah, they sweep the Bengals easy. They sweep the Bengals. No, they the Bengals, maybe split with the, the other Bengals two. Bengals always play them really well when their Bengals are at home. Four and two, worst case scenario in division. I'll give them ten wins this year. All right, Buffalo Bills, ten win teams. Speaking of ten win teams, Buffalo Bills, the over under is six. Ah, uh, I'll give them the over. I'll take the under, but I won't bet it. Why? What? Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! You're taking the under. For Baltimore at eight and a half, but you're taking the over on Buffalo at six. I'll give them seven wins. You'd bet that, or you're just taking it. I'm just taking it. Okay, but okay. I'll give them seven wins. Carolina Panthers eight, <clears throat> just eight, eight over under eight. Mm. Under. I'll answer this question right now. Under. Under because we don't know if Cam's gonna play. Under. He Ron Rivera's last year. Under five wins. And bet Cam it. Might be out all year. Bet it. Chicago Bears. Brace yourself. I want to, you're drinking your beer. Swallow first because I want okay. you to have a clear throat in this. Okay. Nine and a half. Really? 9.5 wins. Uh, and I think it's that same logic. Who are the Packers are rebuilding. Yep. The Vikings don't know who's playing for them anymore. The people who are on the Vikings don't know who plays for the Vikings. And then there's Detroit. And then there's Detroit. Which, you know, not that he listens to this, but much love out to the Stafford family. Uh, Matt Stafford's wife was diagnosed with cancer this week. Oh, that's um, cool. And uh, so, you know, thoughts and prayers to them. All the best. I love Matt Stafford coming out every year. I sit there and hey, I look at Matt Stafford. 5,000 yards every year. And this is like the first year he has not been in the top 12 QBs outside of a year he's been hurt. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. And now this. So best, best, yeah. best of, of luck to the Stafford family. Nine and a half. Bears, what are you doing? Ah, uh, man. I can't take the over. I won't the bet under. it, but I got to take the under. I'll take the under. On I got to take the under. Would you bet the under or are you just taking it? Taking it. See, I don't feel confident on it either. I'll take the under, but I wouldn't bet it. Sean is going to hear this because I'm going to make he? him listen to this. I'm going to make him <laughs> listen to this part, and he's going to have a fit. He's going to storm in here in episode 50 or episode 100 and be like, oh, I'm talking about the Bears over under. They can win 14 games this year. No, they're not going to win 14 games this year. The Cincinnati Bengals. Over. over under six. Over. Over six. Yep. How? <clears throat> Who are they beating? They've got it. They've got. Okay. Let's do the same thing we did with Baltimore. You think they're going <laughs> to split with Baltimore, right? Yes. Pittsburgh. Split. Cleveland. Split. So that's three and three. You're telling me they're going to do better than three and seven against the rest of the league? Yes. They're in the weakest yep. division in football, and they're only doing three and three. Yeah. No, I'll give them nine wins. There is no way. I will take the under, <laughs> and I will bet it. I will put a four-pack of a beer on this table right now. The Bengals don't win six games this year. All right. You taking that Let's bet? It. I'll take the bet. There it is. There it is. A four-pack of craft beer that is findable. I'm not going to send you a looking for awkward hug or something because I stumbled on this. By accident. I, well, yeah, it was just great. So the, the, the backward story about this was I said to my wife, I'd like to get some beer for later on. And we're walking through town line. All of a sudden, she just hears from me from the next side. I go, <gasps> and she's like, what the hell did you find? And I'm like, awkward hug. And she's like, oh. <laughs> so, all right. So six. Uh, it's, no, there's no way. There's no way they get six wins. They don't know. They don't even know who they are. Oh, never all right. So you're going to love this one then. Cleveland Browns. The number is nine. <clears throat> under. I, I got to take under two. 
Under. Tell me why. Uh, because they fill their team with divas, and there's only so much room on the field for all of them at once. Because they're all on the offense. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. I'll take the under the Browns. I think the Browns are gonna be better. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet it, but I think that I don't think they're gonna get some ten wins. I don't. No. No. Dallas Cowboys eight and a half. I'll give them the over. I will take the over there all day long because their division is the worst in football next to Craig's division. <laughs> Philadelphia is an eight and eight team that just hasn't had enough lo- enough bad teams to play yet. The Giants. Sure. <laughs> Moving on. Who am I forgetting that division? The Redskins. The red. The Reds. Okay, I am not buying the Redskins hype this year. I there's saw. An, wait, there's Redskins hype. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I saw an article today entitled "The Redskins Rise from Mediocrity," well, and I'm like, no, no, they haven't. When they're four and one or four and two, then talk to me about their rise from mediocrity. Until then, they're still just the team that let Kirk Cousins go and brought in what's his name, Alex Smith, uh, Alex, Alex Smith who's dead. Yeah, he may never play again. Colt McCoy might be their starter this year because there just isn't anybody else to use. So, no. 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 Next question, no. That was Dallas. Denver, seven wins. Under. 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 Again, no team doesn't know what's happening. They have no clue what's happening, and they're in a division with San Diego, which is better, Kansas City, which is better, and who else else is my division? Oh, God. San Diego, Denver, Kansas City. Oh, the Raiders. The Raiders might even be better than the Broncos this year. They so might no, be. under. Detroit Lions at seven. Ooh, uh, that's that's right an on the intriguing line. number. That is. Minnesota doesn't look great. Green Bay doesn't look great. We've already said Chicago might not live up to their expectations. I'm seven? gonna say over, they, but I'm not gonna go, bet it. I think they go eight and eight. I'm gonna say over, but I'm not gonna bet it. Green Bay Packers nine under. under. Capital U, capital N-D-E-R, hashtag under. Definitely under. There is no way I see the Green Bay Packers winning nine games this year. No. None. No. None. I will take that one, and I will bet it all day long. Houston Texans, eight and a half, under. Yes, under. I I am so tired. You know, a quick shout out to that guy who last, I think it was June or July, told me in a best ball draft when he took... um, Deshaun Watson in the second round, the second round. I remember that, that. That we would all effing regret passing up on him. We would be laughing as we sucked his balls. Something like that. It was just <laughs> not polite. Thank God it's an explicit podcast. It was not polite what he said to us. And yeah. So shout out to you. You weren't right. <laughs> you know who was right? Craig and I. David Johnson sucks. <laughs> Moving on. This beer started to hit me. Indianapolis Colts, nine and a half. Ooh. Ooh. Team take, on the rise. I take the, I take the over on that. Ten wins? They were ten and six team? I think so. Frank Reich magic? I think so. They can do it. Provided everyone stays healthy. There's that. <laughs> Who's their running back? Sure. Who's catching the ball? Uh, let's look it up. You, you, you're relying on Eric Ebron here? You might have to. I can't rely on Eric Ebron, and I loved Eric Ebron this year. Jack Doyle disappeared. Yeah, what happened to him? He went to go record mysteries because his name sounds like a bad dime store novel detective. (laughs) Doyle walked through the door. It was dimly lit, and he could see the woman waiting in the chair for him. She said, are you Jack Doyle? And he said, you're damn right, sweetheart. What do you need? (laughs) He does. He sounds like he he comes from Uh, a bad Mickey Spillane novel. Yeah, so they got Ebron, Luck, uh, Hilton, (sighs) Dontrell Inman. 
Oh, Don, okay. Dontrell, I play two games a and year Marlon and Mack. somehow get a job in Min. And I am Mack. not sold on the Marlon Mack experiment. Are you, you're a Naheem Hines guy? Or Jordan no, Wilkins? I don't Are you like... a Jordan Wilkins guy? Oh, actually, I like Jordan He's long-term, though. He's not going to do anything this year. I don't like Marlon Mack. Maybe it's because Marlon Mack displaced Frank Gore, and Frank Gore is my brokeback mountain. True. But... I mean, they also have Ryan Grant and uh, Chester oh. Rogers. I did not realize. Wow. They have a lot of bad running backs. <laughs> they have extremely high depth of people who have never lived up to yeah. their potential. Wait, they moved Ryan Grant to wide receiver. They what? Ryan Grant's listed as a wide receiver. Wasn't he overweight? Wasn't that the problem with him? I think so. What is he running? Five yard out <laughs> on third some, down? Somebody has to. He's the he's the third down back. All right, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna be. I would not bet it, but I'm gonna take the over. I, I think. Uh, I think you're right. I think the Colts could be good this year. All right, brace your brace yourself. <laughs> now we just talked about Indianapolis. You know what comes after the after I in the alphabet for I for Indianapolis? What happens? B for Blake Bortles. <laughs> oh wait, Blake Bortles isn't there anymore. Okay, so Jacksonville Jaguars over under eight under because Blake Bortles is good for six wins by himself. Go ahead. Uh, under. Yeah, they're not good. Eight eight. Now let's think about this. How many of these teams are like rebuilding? Like, oh, I think half the league is like. There broken. are. I don't see this year, and last year that I did see it. I don't see any up and comers this year. I see everyone either trying to make a Super Bowl run or trying to rebuild. Either or. I don't see both. I don't see Kansas City was always a team that would win nine or ten games, might make the playoffs. They made the change to Mahomes, and then people were like, "Well, if Patrick Mahomes is decent," and then they had a great season. I don't see it. I don't see a Kansas City this year. I don't see like the Vikings or somebody just emerging. And I don't see, all right, let, let's just say it right off the bat. I don't see anybody NFC, period, NFC, that was bad or at between seven and nine wins in 2018 going to 14, 12, 13, 14 wins in 2019. I don't see a meteoric rise. Do you see anybody right. in the NFC who's going to wow us? No, I honestly, off the top of my head, like I think Dallas is actually going to be pretty good. But they were a playoff team this year, and they, they were, were, and they were, and then some people were saying they were a dark horse for the Super Bowl. So they're not a surprise team. Who surprised us? There may have been a surprise in 2018. You could make that argument, but even I would say that's not really accurate because they had the tools. Uh, the Eagles being horrible was a surprise. Yeah, but I'm thinking about going the other way. I'm going oh. positively. <laughs> positively. Do you need another beer? Sure. All right, let's open the last awkward hugs. Might as well. Might as well because we still got a couple more guys to talk about here. Uh, so who was that? Who did we just talk about? That was a Colts. Uh, and, and the Jackson Jaguars at eight under, right. under, under on the Jags. Right. The Kansas City Chiefs. I'm taking the under. What are they at? Uh, it does not make a difference. The answer is <laughs> under because everyone's overvaluing my Chiefs. They. Oh God. <laughs> well, if you don't want to reach for it, put the damn stations a little closer together. All right. The number for the Chiefs. Yep. Ten and a half. Ooh, I gotta take the under because the Chiefs' the offense is full of Swiss cheese. It is Swiss cheese. <laughs> It's, I can't. I, I mean, can't. if anyone can figure out what to do with the people on the Chiefs offense, it's Andy Reid, but... Well, if you watch Gridiron Heights, he sees the future. Well, clearly. <laughs> so, uh, that, that team could win 12 games. It could also win seven. I can't bet the over. I can't. You're not going to be surprised if they go, like, 6-10? and 10. No. That wouldn't shock you? Not shocked. Not shocked at all. And that makes me sad to say that. They Could they go Could they go 10-6? and six? Sure. Could they go 6-10? and 10? Sure. I think... I think the only win totals that are impossible for the Chiefs are 7, 8, and 9. They're not going to be an average mid-pack team. They're either going to be tremendous or they're going to be terrible. I don't think there's Fair. any middle ground. Speaking of t- teams that are either <laughs> tremendous or terrible, 
Next alphabetically is the Los Angeles Chargers. Over under ten. Nah, I put them the same as the Chiefs. They're either they're gonna not win as as the Chiefs. No, no, but I'm they're either gonna win twelve games or they're gonna win like eight games. They're gonna sweep the Broncos. They're gonna split with the Chiefs. <laughs> Raiders. I'll say split because I think the Raiders are gonna be better. I don't see it. I don't see them getting to ten wins. I don't. I'm gonna take the under. The Rams, ten and a half. Uh yeah, I'll take that. I'll take the over. over. I'll take the over and bet it. That's a fourteen win team. And I don't care if Gurley Gurley has arthritis. I don't care. I don't care because you know all that affects your Super Bowl chances. Right. That's it. Because you know what that means? Those games where you're up 35 to 10, say goodbye to Gurley. It's going to hurt your fantasy value. Gurley's fantasy value is going to go down this year because they are going to try and rest his legs. But other than that, it doesn't matter. Miami, five. Under. (laughs) How sad is that? Oh, my God. Miami and Arizona. There's your first and second pick draft picks for next year. I kind of agree. They're under five. Minnesota, nine. Ah, under. I put them at like eight and eight. I want to put them over. I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to get 10 with the Bears, but I wouldn't bet it. I would just take it. If you told me I had to pick one. The New England Patriots, 11. I'm taking the over. Over. You know why I'm taking the over? Because they're playing Buffalo twice. Because they have six wins in their division right now. (laughs) They're going to sweep the Jets. I I think they're going to. I don't know. Okay, I'll split the Jets. All right. They're going to sweep Miami. Yes. They're going to sweep Buffalo. They're 5-1 and one right now. Actually, they split with Miami last year. My- <clears throat> Miami came from behind and won. The sun shines on a dog's ass once in a while. 5-1 <laughs> and one in division. 5-1. and one. That means was that uh, so, uh, that means there's another ten games. Yeah, let's see who. Let's they see would have who to go the, six and four. Playing. They'd have to go six Hold and on. four outside of their division. Let's see to get to eleven wins. Are you six and four? They're still really good. I, Gronk has not affected it that much. Um. Yeah. So, quick aside, do you like? Is Gronk going to affect them? I don't have an effect, but it's like. All right. So this is who they're playing. Yeah. Oh, boy. Aaron Hernandez went to jail, and they weren't affected. It's a valid point. I mean, there's always seems to be some... Next guy up seems to be their mantra. So, Jets twice. <clears throat> Miami twice. Okay. Uh, Bills twice. Okay. Houston. Win, six. Kansas City. Loss. Cowboys. Win, seven wins. Eagles. Win, eight wins. Washington. Nine. Uh, Giants. Ten. Steelers. Eleven. Bengals. Twelve. Uh, Ravens. Thirteen. Mm. They're playing the Ravens in Baltimore. 12. <laughs> and the, the Browns at home. 13. 13 and 3. So I'll take 11 and a half. Again, they're going to run. The, they're playing the NFC East. And the AFC Central. <laughs> the two divisions you said were the weakest in football. <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't, put my reti- I wouldn't put my 401k on it, but I would bet the Patriots over 11. New Orleans Saints, 10 and a half. Over. Yeah, I'm just going to Giants, 6. Yeah, they're a five or seven win team. Yeah, I don't know. I think I push. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking a push. Jets seven under. I give them six. They have to play the NFC East and the NFC North. I'll take <laughs> over and seven. The Oakland Raiders six over. Over. The Eagles nine and a half under. under. Way under. There, I'll cash in my 401k for that. Still, uh, but you know what? Only half of it because next is the Pittsburgh Steelers nine. Under. Under. You ready right now? I'm going to say something really unpopular right. right now. Okay. Four wins. Really? Four and 12. I gave them six. Four and 12. San Francisco 49ers, eight. Mm, push. Seattle Seahawks, eight and a half. Under. Under. 
Tampa, six and a half. Under. Under. Tennessee, eight and a half. Ooh. This all That's... rides on Marcus Mariota. No. 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 Yeah, it does. They've told Mariota they're not going to extend his contract. So that means one of two things is going to happen. Mariota's either going to light the world on fire and be a top five fantasy quarterback, or he's going to be terrible, injured, and he's going to be out of a job. It's all or nothing. Last but not least, Washington Redskins, six. Under. Under. But do you think Ryan Tannehill going to Tennessee is going to affect Mariota? They won't extend his contract. They've told they've put all the pieces in around him. This is make or break for Marcus Mariota. If he does not produce this year, he does not have a job in 2020. The end. Done. If he gets hurt, he's done. If he, do, if he does not do well, they're going to replace him. So the question becomes, how does Mariota respond to the first time in his career he's being chased? Ooh. Who has he ever had behind him? Ryan Fitzpatrick? He had to get hurt for Fitz to come out. True. He's never had a quality, and I, I can't believe I'm saying quality when I say t- Ryan Tannehill's name. He's never had a quality backup that threatened the position. He's never Ryan looked Tannehill over his shoulder. Bad. No, he, well, he's bad. He's not. No, he's not Jacoby Brissett, but like he's decent. I might. He might be Jacoby <laughs> Brissett. Okay. Yeah. But this is the first time he legitimately has been looking over his shoulder, and he's in a contract year. And Tennessee has sent a clear message: We brought in your replacement, and we're not redu- we're not renewing your contract. Good Prove luck in 2019. Wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> Prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. And some quarterbacks respond to that, and some don't. I'm gonna go with the under. I don't think Mariota has it in him, and I think Tennessee starts rebuilding next year. Tennessee's biggest accomplishment in the Mariota era is one playoff win at Kansas City. Craig and I could go recruit some cats <laughs> from the neighborhood that could win a playoff game at Kansas City. There's at least three of them. <laughs> yes. Three cats? Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Fiona, I don't know if she can block. But All right, so that's the over-unders. Craig, final thought. We're just about out of time. We're um, not out of beer, so we'll be here for a while. We're not out of beer. <clears throat> wow. You know what? Again, I know this sounds like a broken record. There's we, never an off-season. There's never an off-season. And yet we're taking a week off this month and next. Yeah. We have not taken a week off all season. We haven't. All season. We're a 50-episode podcast in 52 weeks. Damn it, people. Tell your friends. And Leave right us a now, review. We have 11 episodes to record in 13 weeks. So we got to take a couple weeks off. We should go on vacation somewhere. Where are we going? Uh, Treehouse. Well, yeah. Do we need to take a week off from that, though? Yes. <laughs> we could record from Treehouse. It might be interesting. We could. Uh, football for this <laughs> so um, it's um, it, uh, is well, oh yeah, oh, well, hold on. Oh, soccer. <laughs> no, let me tell. Let me tell you about Manchester. Let me you tell know. you about the Mets. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I want to talk about my Mets. I'm going to. I'm going hey, to May. They, they won. They did this last year. Do you remember they won like nine out of ten games to start I, the season I last remember. year? Remember, this is what happens. Then the they lost like twelve in a row. <laughs> the Mets are really good in April and May, and then and the, everyone snaps and the Yankees their shit. are not good in April and May, yep. and, it, and then June happens, and it reverses till October. <laughs> sad. Makes me sad. It's sad, but true. Um, all right, so yeah, I, you know, as soon as the NFL draft is done, I think it's going to be time for best ball. And Definitely. It'll be time Definitely. To, I would not recommend doing best ball right now. You can, but you're you speculating. Can, but it's just, you're just, you're really, you're just guessing. And that's the Completely thing. If you're, and, and whatever money you're putting into it, just a couple dollars. Don't run a hundred dollar best ball right now. No, 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 no. Wait till after the NFL draft, oh. because if you're the guy who sits there and decides to Sean Watson is the future in the second round, and then all of a sudden Houston drafts Kyler Murray, you're in trouble. Yeah. 
you're in trouble. You need to know uh, where people are playing first. Yeah. So that would be my suggestion. Um, uh, yeah, and the final thing um, I'm going to say is Duke sucks. Duke's, oh, did they kill your bracket? Uh, well, see, this is what happens. Every year, people are really big on Duke, and I am not. I, I hate Duke. I went to UConn. Right, right. I, I am was not, born hating Duke. I am not big on picking Duke in brackets. But this year, for some stupid reason, I picked them in two. I did four. Right. I picked them in two brackets to get to the final four, one of them with them winning. Right. And clearly, they did not because they lost by one. So my bracket sucked from the get-go. I only had six of the Sweet 16. I only had four of the Elite Eight. But I have two of the final four. I have Virginia and Texas Tech still alive. They're playing each other. Yes. So that doesn't help me. No. (laughs) But Virginia is my champion, and they are still alive. Because they both can't be champion. Yeah, that's right. Ironically enough, my my final was Virginia versus Virginia Tech, because I thought Virginia Tech was going to make a run. I don't know why, just the numbers yeah, made me think. Sometimes you just think, you know. Could you imagine Could you imagine the NCAA promoting a final, Virginia versus Virginia <laughs> Tech? They'd have to build a border wall around Virginia. <laughs> it would be mayhem. Yeah, but no, sometimes you do brackets, you just have to go. You have to do one just like on your gut. Yeah. That's how I won. Um, how long ago did UConn win? Five years ago? Our last championship was yeah. with Shabazz Napier the year after we were... 2014, 2013, so five or six years. Yeah, I I picked them in one bracket, and uh, people told me I was crazy. I'm like, no, I just feel it. They were like a five seed. Yeah, I'm like, I just feel it, and yeah, it happened. They were a five seed. <laughs> that was the year I was crying on my knees on the floor. They made, <laughs> they made the final four, and my wife was like, what is wrong with you? The, you your team won, and I'm like, they weren't supposed to make it this far. <laughs> they understand. were supposed to win when it started. They were, this was, they were bad, these poor kids. It's not their fault. I was I was a wreck. I might have also been drunk. But that's another that's story. That's not the point. That's not the point. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to – we'll be back next week. Um, we're trying – we'll be taking a week off in April. We don't know when that will be. Probably April 24th or April 17th. It really depends on whether or not we can get the source in here. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be back next week. I won't because I have to work next Wednesday night. That's right. So, uh, Cinch has volunteered to sit in for me. So good luck with that. So let me just, um, <laughs> let me just toss out right now. Um, the original Pat, the Patriot is the worst logo in the history of the NFL, <laughs> even worse than the cream colored Buccaneer on Tampa Bay's helmets. El Dragoon. El Dragoon. <laughs> choo choo. Choo choo. That yes. Pat, the Patriot is the worst all time logo. Um, Steve Grogan, was never an NFL quality quarterback or, or, or wide receiver. What about Scott Zolak? Uh, no, Scott Zolak either. And um, Robert Kraft is going to jail. So I'm going to put all and, that uh, out there. Good luck with that, Craig. And the Bears, uh, the Bears won the Super Bowl against Patriots. Yes, yes. Not only did they have a better video, but they played a better game <laughs> and won a trophy. So I'll put all that on the table, so that when Excuse the me. mics, so the next time you hear. You know, hello, and welcome to the football fig nuts. You'll immediately hear, all right, let's just get down to this. <laughs> so, but until then, until Craig takes the punishment that I have accidentally, <laughs> accidentally in air quotes, unleashed yep. upon him, I am Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the football fig nuts. Have a great week, everybody. I don't care if you want to be my neighbor. When I'm at work, I'm there to do a job. And if you work for me, you're there to do the job I tell you to do because that comes from the people above me. I do what I'm told. You do what I tell you. And then everybody makes money. That's how jobs work. So you're not Mr. Rogers. I'm not, so I'm not Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers.